0: Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business Business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design, there's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate in Chief, Kimberly Seldon.
1: What is wealth? That's a question I want you to think about when you listen to this episode because we're going to have a conversation about the path to prosperity and how that path leads to wealth is wealth just about money? No, I don't think it is. I think as our very smart guest today is going to tell you, you could be a person who has a lot of money, but if you don't also have time and freedom, that's not really living an abundant, wealthy life. But conversely, And this is a category I think a lot of creative professionals find themselves in. Conversely, you could have an abundance of health and time and friendships and family and all these wonderful things and think that somehow that abundance means wealth is not really important to you. Does that make sense? Like, You have so many wonderful things to be grateful for. Is it asking too much to also have financial freedom? That's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. You having financial freedom is good for the world. You can do wonderful things with money, right? You can close to home, you can support your family, you can support loved ones, you can support your community. And on a much broader scale, you can do wonderful things in the world if you have additional money. When I'm teaching business of design, I tend to focus on wealth, or what I like to call independent wealth, as having enough money so you can retire one day and continue to live in the lifestyle you're accustomed to, right? That's something I wish I had thought about sooner because it might have prompted me to make smarter decisions in my business to not let so many years go by where I told myself money wasn't really that important. In this episode, we're going to talk to a financial coach named Audrey Faust, and she's going to talk about a path to prosperity, what wealth means, and how you can achieve it. And I want that for you. I really want that for you. I have that, and I want it for you too. Audrey is personable, relatable, I think she's also motivational, and she's going to talk about how empowering it can feel to really know your numbers and to tap into everything they can teach you. And she's also going to give some very practical tips, such as when should you pay off debt early and when should you just let that debt ride? And of course, a decision like that has to be made by crunching the numbers. She makes that a really easy calculation, which I love. There's more information about Audrey in the show notes. Her website is AudreyFaustConsulting.com, and she's going to talk about a few calculators or Excel spreadsheets that she will give you if you sign up for her newsletter. I checked them out. Very interesting. If you're not yet in the habit of being proactive with money or you're not working with a great financial advisor, these can be really good tools. Bottom line, there is so much power in understanding and using your numbers to grow your business, make smart decisions, and build long-term independent wealth. And yes, we can teach you how to grow profits at Business of Design, of course, but having a healthy money mindset is critical. I think I mentioned on a recent podcast that for a long time, there was this goal of breaking the four-minute mile, and that four-minute mile stood as a barrier that none of the fastest runners in the world could break. Until 1954, a guy named Roger Bannister comes along and boom, he crosses the finish line in something like three minutes and 59 seconds. I mean, no time to spare. And then something really interesting happens. Just 46 days later, an Australian runner broke the barrier. And this time it was three minutes and 58 seconds. And then... In less than a year, three more runners broke the barrier. I'm saying all this because since that time, a lot of business schools will use this story as an example to emphasize that mindset is really the difference between success and failure. The minute runners began to think they could beat the four minute barrier, they did. And I think that's true for us too. The minute you think of yourself as someone who runs a highly profitable interior design firm, someone who's capable of growing independent wealth, I believe you will be able to do that. But I'm afraid you'll stay stuck if you don't develop that mindset. And that's another reason why I think it's so important to have the right tribe around you, right? And spoiler alert, Business of Design is the tribe. It's the tribe I would have given anything to have when I first started out because it would have catapulted me to success in a linear, logical fashion. That's what's waiting for you. You can't get everything you need from just listening to the podcast, although we're really glad you're here. We need you to come inside membership and we need you to complete the BOD 15 so you will be able to run projects like a boss. I'm sincere when I say I want complete success for you. Business of design doesn't succeed if you don't succeed. Surround yourself with those professionals who are making a difference in the industry. They are killing it and you can too. And speaking of killing it, Cheryl has announcements and I don't know if you've noticed, but we've made them a little shorter so we can get into the show quicker. Good idea, right? Over to you, Cheryl.
2: Hey, Kimberly. Well, since we're into July, which I can't even believe, but I do know that a lot of our uh, members and listeners spend the next couple of months really focused on working on their business and they've got the time to do that. Uh, summer's always a great time for that. And I just thought this episode was sort of fitting with a couple of our newer programs that some of our listeners might not even be aware of. So one of them is business of designs, money mindset, expertise, and value. And that's really around, you know, wrapping your head around the profitability side of your business and how it's okay for that to be a goal and addressing some of the issues that might be holding you back from really conveying the message about, what your value is. Establishing your expertise on every single project and assigning a dollar value that really represents what you're bringing to the table. So, That course, uh, again, Money Mindset, Expertise and Value is one of our newest courses and we've gotten some really great feedback on that because it really is about having money be a goal for your business and that's okay, you know, a a successful business is a profitable one. The other course that I also thought was fitting was BOD Salary, Revenue, Profit and Wealth, which is sort of the profitability journey that you go through and how you should be, you know, first and foremost, paying yourself an ongoing salary. It should be one of your expenses uh, taken out of the business on a regular basis, just like you're paying any other staff member. You're working for your business and you should be paid for it. As the business owner, the, the revenue and the profit comes after, but your salary should be looked at as an expense And the long-term goal is to build independent wealth, and you can get there if you have the right systems in place. So I just sort of wanted to do a shout out to those two programs, knowing that so many of our members are really dedicating the next couple of months to working on their business. So I hope everyone goes and checks those out. And then, of course, there's the BOD15 and all of our core content that uh, we talk about all the time on the podcast. So uh, head to businessofdesign.com, and you can check out all of the programs there. Thanks.
3: Audrey, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today.
1: Well, and I'm excited to find out what the path to prosperity is. We're all like waiting. That's like such a good topic. It was immediately when I saw the application come in, and that was a topic. I'm like, yes, absolutely. This is good. So, I'm going to I I'm first of all Audrey, um tell us your background and uh w- how you have the authority to talk about this topic and then let's launch in.
3: Great. Yeah, so my background has been in um working with small businesses and their finances for the last 20 some years. And that has led me um to the knowledge that I have in building wealth. I've built my own wealth wo- um, all the way up to uh, multi-seven figures. Um, and a friend of mine said, you know, I should start talking about this. And I should start helping other women do the same thing. So that, then I, got into, <laughs> then I got into financial coaching. And I'm still doing some of the accounting work as a fractional CFO, But I am now working more with women around helping them understand their finances and grow and build their wealth so they can become prosperous.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say so many women, at least of my generation, um, never thought about wealth as the goal of working. We thought, I thought, you know, the goal of working is to work it's going to be super fun. You're going to build your career. Yeah, of course, it's going to pay the bills and all that kind of stuff. Where a lot of my male friends have always been sort of geared toward how their career was going to ultimately build wealth. I hope that's changing for younger generations. But the fact of the matter is still to this day, too many interior design professionals don't think about long-term wealth and the ability that that could give you to one day retire if you want to, because you you want to at some point just, you know, do what you want to do, right?
3: Absolutely. Um, Or as we actually found out we have in common and both do is live in two separate places, two different times of the year. Exactly. So wealth allows you for freedom. Yeah. Wealth allows you for, wealth is not just money. It's time and it's freedom. I mean, you can have, money and no time or freedom so that's not really wealth right so it's it's all of that together some people tie money so directly to wealth but you're so right like women it's not really some some women I've come across and coached like are almost afraid of the word
1: Well, Well. yeah, because it feels somehow greedy or, I mean, particularly these days, the 1% are responsible for all the evil in the world, right? Where, you know, the fact of the matter is I grew up without enough money and that motivated me to make sure that I was never financially insecure. And I don't now at this stage want to be apologetic about the fact that I've worked since I was 14 and I've been strategic and I have wealth. And the fact of the matter is you can do more good for this world with wealth in your possession than you can without it. That's the bottom line. And exactly. I love that you you address the fact that wealth is not just having money, but for our purposes, too many of us in this creative profession and other creative professions will focus on the fact that we have abundance in so many areas of our life but treat money as if it's secondary. And the fact of the matter is, what you said is true. Money is freedom and flexibility. And that's important. Wealth is freedom yeah. and flexibility. Okay. So you make
3: a great point. Money is a tool. That's what I love to say. Yeah. With so many people put so much like, Ugh, around money, so much like judgment and shame and like like you said, they don't like they feel like they're greedy if they have money, but mm-hmm. money is just a tool, and you get to do whatever you want with that tool, whether mm-hmm. it's help your family, friends, charities, whatever.
1: Yeah. So that's right. I remember when a business coach I had that I really had a lot of respect for said to me, You have to stop playing small when you're speaking to designers. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He said, you never talk about the fact that you make a ton of money. And I, I, I talked about the fact that I made money, but I was never specific about seven figures, you know, and what that looked like. And, how, and he said, they need to know it's possible because too many people yes. don't even think it's possible.
3: Absolutely. One hundred percent. But more more what I like to gravitate more towards is the profit and what you get to take home.
1: Yeah, right. That's what good. you get. To keep. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. I,
3: I, I've I've met some seven figure business owners that have no profit. So yeah, that that's not great either. <laughs> no, no.
1: I'm talking about profit, FYI, <laughs> yeah. everybody. I'm yeah. definitely not talking about income or <laughs> revenue. There's no way. Okay, so assuming that we're all on the same page now, everybody listen is like, okay, I want me some of that. Where do we start on this path toward prosperity?
3: Well, um, just like a diet, the first thing Oh, uh, you lost me already. I'm out- not
1: forget, I'm out. <laughs> Tapping out. No, thank you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> like
3: if you're on a diet, the first thing you want to do is you gotta figure out where you are now, right? Get on the scale. Oh,
1: so the gosh. scale
3: for your financial well-being is knowing what your net worth is.
1: Yeah, okay. So yeah. So sorry face, if I lost you. Got to face time. the numbers, right? You got to face the numbers. Gotta it's face true. The, you
3: got you got to look at all of it, um, good or bad. And sometimes when you actually calculate your net worth, it's more than you think it is.
1: Wait, wait so, describe back up and tell us what does net worth even mean? What what numbers am yeah. I talking about?
3: So um, think of it as um, your balance sheet uh, on your personal side. Okay, is your net worth so? As your assets that you have would be your car, your house, the value of those, the car, the house, your savings, your retirement savings, like any money you have, tangible money or tangible things that you have, that is considered your assets, okay? And Mm -hmm. that's what you start with. Then you subtract out your debt. So any loans that you have against those assets would be your debt. Mm-hmm. And what you're left with is your net worth. Okay. So um, I actually have three wonderful calculators. One of them helps you calculate your net worth super easily. And it, you just throw in all the numbers and it does the math for you and it Pops out this little graph with your net worth on it.
1: <laughs> and then beside it, it tells you what year you have to die in order to make that money last through the rest of your <laughs> life, right? We just literally had this meeting with our financial planners again. We updated that whole process. It's kind of just the ongoing joke, you know. I Yeah, no, mine doesn't have that. It just has your net worth. <laughs> yeah, you do the math yourself. Okay. All right. You said you had three calculators. Yes. One is the, have- the net worth.
3: That One is the net worth. Um, that's called uh, your wealth building calculator. Then there's your wealth winning calculator. And that goes back to my 7% rule and whether you should save or pay off debt um, based on that rule. And then the the other one is investment inspiration calculator. which helps you figure out you have a goal of saving $100,000. How long is it going to take you if you put in, you know, hundred dollars a month to get to that goal. I love
1: um,
3: that. so yeah, so it's a free bundle that I offer and, you know, I can give you that information in the show notes. Um, but my favorite one is the wealth winning calculator. Um, and that's, that's the one I love to talk about and what my 7% role yeah. and did you ever hear Kimberly people say you should pay like an extra hundred dollars on your mortgage and you'll pay it off early? Yes. Yeah, like that's a common thing, and people are like, okay, well you'll have like you'll pay it off five years early or four years early. So this calculator, and you can use this for a mortgage, you can use it for a student loan, you can use it for any kind of debt that you have to see if it's more advantageous to pay it off or to invest in a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you an example that blows everybody's mind.
1: Ooh, <laughs> we like so that. Let's That's say,
3: good. <laughs> let's say you have a $250,000 30-year mortgage. You just got you just got this house, $250,000 mortgage for 30 years. You got an interest rate of 5%. I know they're getting a little higher now, but you can put in whatever your interest rate is um, in the calculator. Which give you a payment of approximately thirteen hundred dollars without any taxes or escrow or any of that in there. So you decide that you're gonna pay that extra hundred dollars a month because you wanna pay it off early, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanna save on that five percent interest.
1: Right.
3: So based on that, your um you would reduce your loan by four point two five years and you would save thirty-eight. okay? Sounds like a good amount, right? Okay, yeah. Instead, if you take that same $100 over the 30 years and invest it in a mutual fund, Mm -hmm. an individual uh, mutual fund, you can get it like Vanguard or Fidelity or there's a bunch of different companies you can invest in a mutual fund. If you're not familiar with what a mutual fund is, it's a conglomerate of, um, companies. So you're not investing in just like one stock like Enron mm-hmm. and Enron takes crap and all your money's gone. Right. Even if that mutual fund is invested in Enron, you would have seen a little bit of a dip, but you're not going to lose all your money. So because they have a lot all more kinds secure. of other
1: investments in there. So yeah, it's they kind may, of like hedging yeah. your bet.
3: Yes. It's a lot more secure than, and plus it's run by what's called a fund manager who is financially trained to look at companies and decide whether or not they're a good investment. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, Right.
3: So you don't have to do any of the legwork. You already have somebody working on your side to do that for you. And they typically run with the market, right? Mm -hmm. They'll go up and down with the market. If the market goes down, your mutual fund's going to go down. If the market goes up, your mutual fund's going to go up. It's pretty much synced with the market. So anyway, let's say you take that... Extra $100, and you invest it in the market in a mutual fund for that 30 years. Each month, $100
1: a month, right?
3: $100 a month for 30 years instead of paying towards your mortgage. Right. At the end of that 30 years, how much money do you guess you would have?
1: Ooh, I know it's going to be higher only because you're going to tell me it's going to be exciting, but I have no idea.
3: $216,000.
1: Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so wait. So, tell us the first number: versus two hundred and
3: sixteen, and 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 the rate on return Whoa. that I used is ten percent. So it's even not that most. I mean, the average mutual fund you probably get more than ten percent, but I was being conservative.
1: Oh my gosh! Um, the
3: rate of return I used is ten percent. Two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars.
1: Right. Wow. Okay, but the the secret to this is you have to then invest that $100. Don't spend it on new shoes. Right. <laughs> or or you, you get neither. You, you, get, you don't get the money behind door number one or door number two. So I right. think what you're telling us is debt is not always something that you should be afraid of. And again, if you're not analyzing those numbers or, or working with someone who can analyze them for you, you may be making bad decisions based on fear of debt. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Exactly. So as part of the path to prosperity then just analyzing your debt load and determining yes. what kind of debt is good debt and what kind of debt is bad debt. And I'm positive you're going to tell me credit card debt is absolutely bad, 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 bad debt. Don't so have that, it.
3: That's where I come in with the 7% rule. Okay. If the interest rate is over 7%, then pay it off. If it's under 7%, then invest it. Like in a in a in like a mutual fund type account where you're gonna get more than seven percent return. So that's that's where, you know, I like to look at seven percent is kind of my cutoff because we got to think about taxes and stuff. That can vary a little bit, but you have a credit card and you're paying twenty percent, you get that baby paid off yeah yeah (laughs) because that and and don't be paying extra on your mortgage pay everything you have towards that 20 percent credit card however if you if you have a credit card that has zero percent and you're paying that off so you know you can get those intro rates
1: zero percent credit card is that a thing
3: it's an intro rate yeah you can get an Mm -hmm. introductory rate for credit cards at zero percent usually for 12 months so if you have like a big purchase,
1: I see.
2: So
3: um, or you want to make a big investment in a coach, for, an, for instance, like I've done this a couple of times working with um, business coaches and and getting my neuro uh, certification, I took the credit card because a lot of time coaches or those kind of programs will have a twenty percent up for monthly payments, or if you pay in full in the beginning you'll get a 20% discount. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that 20% discount, get a zero percent interest credit card and pay the payments over the 12 months that I would have paid to the other to the organization or person, and I've saved 20%. Another little free tip. So you have to have a good credit score to get those kind of right advantages too. Right. So <laughs>
1: and all of the common denominator in all of the things you're going to tell us is that you you've got to get over that fear of the number. It's just a number, but you need to you need to know the essential numbers. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you're gonna decide what's best for you. Is you know, is this gonna support my financial growth or take away from it? Right. Support my wealth or take away from it.
1: Interesting. Grow me
3: as a person or take away from it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So path to prosperity, one of the first things you wanna do is analyze your debt load and figure out what's good debt, what isn't good debt. And if it's under 7%, then let it ride. Don't pay it off.
3: Let it ride. Just pay your, pay your monthly payments and take, and I also love to say, Kimberly, is save first, okay? Mm-hmm. Other than if you have like a 20% credit card, something like that, get that paid off first. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going through the, you don't have anything with that high interest rate that you need to get paid off, um, a lot of women will tell me, I don't have anything left over to save, right? Mm. Well, that's because you're spending it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if
3: you save it first like an electric bill, right? You 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 think of it as a monthly necessity. Mm. That's what I've always done. I've always even if it's you start with $50. You can do an automatic investment plan with $50 and then you're going to start seeing your money grow. Right. Then you're going to say, well, I want to find another 50 and, and, and keep doing it. That's kind of the way I started, you know, 20 some years ago is I started with $50 and a dream to buy a bigger house. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, yeah, it went from there. So the third calculator I have is called investment inspiration. So that is where you can put a goal in and, um, Say you have $100, you want to save a month, and how long will it take you to get to $100,000? It's a good example I like to use. If you put in $100 a month consistently, you will get to $100,000 in 20 years. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but you know the more you put in the more you save like like it and you can play around with that number and just you know imagine even having half of that in savings so
1: this is um, a, something more- i've been trying to convince my kids to do forever and it's really hard when you're really young you you know 20 years or whatever seems like an eternity or 30 years. That seems like, well, I'm not going to worry about that now. But the fact of the matter is it's a muscle, right? And the more you exercise that muscle of saving, right? The better it is. Okay. Well, so now I will force them to listen to you talk. So that that, that (laughs) we'll see if it finally clicks.
3: I love that. And you know, you start small, start start with $50. They probably, I don't know how old your children are, but They'll probably spend more than that in a weekend going out,
1: Early right? Early 30s. I know. Is yeah. There. They'll come, like my daughter will yeah. say like, I don't have any money left over. Like, and I see she's got nails. She's got the hair. She's right. got the, you know, <laughs> it's all going on. I'm like, hmm, I think you could so, probably yeah. find 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And once they, you know, I have a daughter who's in her 20s and I introduced her to this. Actually, when the market went in the crapper and COVID, I was like, I knew she had money just sitting in an account, a bank account, not doing anything. I'm like, I beg of you, put it in a mutual fund right now, this right minute. now. Yeah <laughs> like, because and she did. and her head like was like she was like, oh, she watched it in just a couple of months grow so fast because right. I got her to put it in right when the market took a crap. In COVID and then it grew crazy fast. And now she is such an avid believer. She's throwing money in there all the
1: time. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you do want to see yeah. that win and then that inspires you. And, and I would say too, like, you know, when I think back to how frightened I was by all the numbers, once I delved in and once I got kind of comfortable. And I could see the positive impact I could make on those numbers by just being intentional. I got really excited about them. And now I love the numbers. I love the numbers. So it's possible that that could be, you know, dear listener, if you're, if you feel like you're (laughs) where I was years ago, believe me, I understand, but there's no better time than right this minute to just decide you're going to, you know, take more action, take better action toward your numbers and getting to know your numbers.
3: And, and. Yeah, that's what the calculators do too. They help you give give you inspiration to make that change and start saving because there's these are little, little calculators, they're in Excel, but they have these graphs built in too. So you can see how the money is gonna grow. I love a visual. So um that's yeah. Awesome. So it, it's my mission just to help inspire women to start understanding it. So women like you're not like, oh, do, do I have a seat at the table in the finance table? Right. No, 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 no. You're expected to have a seat at that finance table. Like yeah. there shouldn't be a conversation happening without you in a chair, whether it's your family, you know, because that drives me nuts. Like there's still that inclination of it's the husband, right? Mm-hmm. That takes care of the finances and does yeah. the money. Um
1: And it's easy, like if you've got a husband who likes doing that, or you've got a partner or whatever that likes doing that, I I understand the tendency to be like, yeah, okay, like I'm not going to worry about it. But the sooner you can get empowered around it, I think the better off. And particularly it can help you in your business make better decisions that will lead you toward wealth sooner. And I know for me growing up the way that I did and, and feeling like I didn't quite have enough money, wealth wasn't even... It just wasn't even something I thought was going to be in my grasp. No one talked to me about it. I never had anybody... I did great in school. I never had one single teacher say to me, have you thought about how you're going to earn a living and be able to retire one? Like never. So I I hope these conversations are happening now for women at a much younger age. That's for sure. But there's no... You don't have to worry if you haven't started. You can start where you are. And so on the path to prosperity, look at your debt load and get comfortable with the numbers and save first. Are there a couple other things we should put on our radar in terms of tackling next?
3: Um. Yeah, just, you know, I, I love people to figure out their dream, right? Mm. Like if you have something behind that savings, like my mom used to say to me, money burn a hole in my pocket, believe it or not. I was not a saver. Yeah. <laughs> but once I had a vision, like I had a vision for my next house, I had a vision for whatever the second house, the rental house, whatever. Once I had a vision, it made such a difference. I wasn't saving just to save. I was saving for something that my I really wanted and that I wanted to build. So um, and and the wealth just came naturally by that, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I set out, I'm gonna build wealth, like my parents were paycheck to paycheck people too. Like I learned everything I learned. I learned what a mutual fund was on my own from a magazine article. Like I you know, I saw this magazine article that how this couple put $100 away a month and you know, this was back in my late 20s, mid 20s maybe. And um they put $100 away into this what was called a mutual fund, which I had no idea what what it was then, into this Accountant in 20 years they had hundred thousand dollars at that time. A hundred thousand dollars was a crap ton of money for me. And I <laughs> yeah. was like,
1: on that it <laughs> seemed unreachable, right? It yeah, it seemed unreachable. 50? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Let me try to start with 50. So, but I had a a vision, a dream to get to my next house, you know, and you know that that helped it. And like you said, it's building a muscle. And once I started building that muscle. I watched my money grow and I got more excited and more excited. I was like, that house is getting closer. I'm like, okay, where can I find more money to put in there and build up more and more? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting that inspiration behind it. And, you know, the women that I coach is the first thing we start with, we start with their vision. like, What do you want and why? <laughs> And, um, you know, that's what fuels all of
1: everything, all,
3: everything um, from there at that point. Is there know?
1: is there a number one reason you think that um, somebody will stay stuck and not accumulate wealth? Is there, like, you know, like one thing that you see Well, all you kind the time? of touched
3: on it earlier, Kimberly. It's mindset. Oh.
1: Um,
3: yeah. So how... You, People, women especially, think, um, you know, or they see that money is greed, or, mm. or you didn't want to share like how much you make because what? How's that going to make you look? Right? Right. You t- even took me a while coming into this financial coaching and 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 being able to say that I've grown my wealth to multi multi seven figures to for me to say that I could say it easy now, but. It Mm -hmm. took me a long time to be like, oh my God, what are people going to think? You know? Yeah. So, but that's all around the mindset. And the number one reason that people won't become financially successful is mindset. And I work with my clients, I have a bunch of questions I ask them. So, through my neuro certification program that I did, I realized that our subconscious runs 95% of the show. And our subconscious was programmed when we were from zero to seven. Right. What we saw, mm-hmm. what 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 our parents did, what family members did around us. Our mom said my mom said, you know, yeah, money burns a hole in your pocket, money mm-hmm. doesn't grow on trees. Societal
1: like all, messages. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All those things that our parents said, not really knowing what they were doing, they were creating a belief in our mind. And it's not our fault. It's not their fault. They didn't know any better. But all of these things that we grew up with are in our subconscious and they're running 95% of the show and we don't even know it. Right. We literally have a seven-year-old running our brain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so- and then I had a seven-year-old running my business and that's a, that's a yeah. disaster. That's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So part so, of it is so, just being able to tap into that, those limiting beliefs that are playing on a loop in the back of your head and you're not paying attention.
3: Yeah. And most of the time you're not aware of, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I, one woman said to me one time, well, I don't, I don't, I don't care about money. Yeah. <laughs> and I I like, said that.
1: I said that when I was younger. It's not, it doesn't well, motivate me. It's not my primary motivation. Yeah. I, what does that make you noble? And, and right, right? like, you know, (laughs) please worship me because I don't care about money. Only people, people only say that if they have enough, by the way, if you, if you don't have enough, you don't say that. Right. Yeah. But you can have more.
3: You can have more or you're afraid of it. Right. Or you don't, you know, I don't want to think about money. I don't care about money. Well, I I help women transform that belief into a better relationship with money because Mm -hmm. I have them think about. Treat money as if it's your best friend. Hmm. If you told your best friend that you don't care about them, you don't want to think about them, do you think they'd stick around? Right. No. <laughs> right. So like, you know, treating money like your best friend, it's going to support you. It's going to support your family. It's going to be there for you when you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it. it's, you know, it's so important. And it, it's going to change your mindset around money. And if you have a mindset around money that you don't care about it, then you're not going to use it wisely. You're not going to, yeah. yeah. You know, you're gonna be like, oh, I don't care about, money. or I'm not.
1: I'm not good with money. I'm not good with numbers. I'll never yeah. get the hang of this. I could never learn this. Or like I said, money is not my primary motivator. I just want to make clients happy. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Like, wake up.
0: And <laughs> okay. Why can't
1: you make them happy? And. Oh. Earn wealth for yourself, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, Audrey, to do both. <laughs> yeah, I love talking to you. It's like my speaking my own language here. We oh, love to end you, every you, episode. Really. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. We love to end every episode with something we call design intervention. Just a great piece of business advice. You want to make sure everybody hears.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say with my favorite quote is: mm. um, "Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right." By Henry Ford. And for the longest time, I didn't know what that meant. And when I did my neuro certification around the brain, it clicked. And I was like, oh, my God, just so right. Like, if you think you can do something, you can do it. If you think you can't, you can't. Like, because that's what you're telling your brain.
1: Yes. And if you're married or you have a partner, I want you to make more money than that person. I want you to be the number one breadwinner. Why not? Right? Why not?
3: Why not? Why not? I love
1: not? it. Audrey, it was so awesome talking to you. I hope you'll come back again and everybody um, go to the show notes to get information on how to work with Audrey and to tap into those cool calculators.
3: Thanks, Kimberly. It was so much fun. I
1: loved it. It was. It was fun.
0: Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.